Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, Jesse Thorne out this week doing something? Boat party, perhaps? Uh, another thing? I don't know. Who am I? Jesse's living calendar? For gosh sakes. Uh, I am flying solo this week. Um, so, yeah, I thought what I would do would be to uh, treat you. Uh, the listener to a special excerpt from my one-man show, A Life on the Bayou. So, if Lindsay, if we could get the sound of crickets and fireflies and just a lone fiddle <laughs> echoing through the bayou, that'd be great. And curtain. My grandmother was a funny sort. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what we're going to do on the show today. Uh, I have two terrific guests. Um, maybe they grew up on a bayou. Maybe they didn't. We'll get into that. Uh, first, from the beloved Maximum Fun podcast, Wham Bam Pow, uh, the terrific stand-up comedy person, Rhea Butcher. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. I, I was going to say comedian, and then I said yeah. comedy. <laughs> I loved it. The stand famous yeah. stand-up comedy, stand-up Rhea Butcher. Stand-up comedy, Butcher Rhea. Yeah. Rhea uh, Butcher, what is it? I don't know. Hard yeah. to say. Rhea Butcher. Yeah. The yeah. Lady James Dean, if you will. Oh, the Lady... Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've, got, you've already got a nickname got locked so and loaded many. for yeah. when nickname time comes around. You can keep throwing those nicknames out there. <laughs> I can never get too many nicknames. Uh, you know, Butch. Sure. That's always a fun one. Sparky. Sparky. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ham sandwich. Ham sandwich. <laughs> old uh, baseball glove? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me and old glove... <laughs> This week, uh, I, I'm not a, an equally exciting guest. Maybe I would say a more novel guest because uh, he is someone who is not from the neighborhood. He is visiting uh, a favorite podcaster of mine, an author, um, and uh, one of the uh, the fourth chair, the third chair on NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast, Glenn Weldon. Hey. Glenn Weldon, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. What chair would you say you are on that uh, show? I'm usually the third. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because uh, we're, we're facing Linda usually when we, we tape that podcast. So I would be, you know, we put the, put the rotating guest now in the fourth chair. So I, I, I guess you'd say third. And you had Linda on last week. We did. Uh, and, you know, I, it, that's fine. I mean, uh, we're getting we're, I, Full confession, we are getting kickbacks from... Big pop culture happy hour sure. to promote this show. We are in the pocket of pop culture happy <laughs> you hour. You know, I mean, uh, she was great. She was fine. She was funny. She's a brilliant writer. She's wonderful. Uh, but she doesn't love you like I love you, <laughs> Jordan. I mean, I go back with this show. Sure. I, I'm talking hot tubbing on the late night. Wow. I'm talking. Wow. I'm, I'm talking when Judge John Hodgman was a segment. Deep cuts. I'm talking. I'm talking. Uh, hang it up. Keep it up. I sure. go back. Yeah. And so wow. it's fine that she was here first. It's fine. Yeah. Let's not talk about it. Well, so you, are you feeling a little bit competitive? No. no okay. No, because I, I'm here now. Sure. Let's focus on now. You're here now and you're going to destroy her. Exactly. That's all that matters. That's that's the plan. <laughs> um, guys, I'd like to start uh, today with a with a story of failure, mm-hmm. if I might. Please do. Those are my favorite kind. Um, so a couple of years back, Glenn, as an OG listener, you'll probably know this. Mm-hmm. A couple of years back, I had a, a kidney stone, mm-hmm. and uh, the the doctor uh, who presided over my kidney stone told me it was from a just kind of a lifetime of soda and a lack of water, just a general lack of water in my day to day consumption. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but a kidney stone is basically the most painful of things. Uh, I'm told 
motherhood is kind of unpleasant. I'm yeah. told having a baby is a little bit of an ordeal. Oh, Lasts a little it. bit longer. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, I don't, I don't buy it. This thing was, <laughs> this thing was, was painful. Um, and I would never like, I would like that to never happen again in my life. So uh, since then, it was, it was, you know, maybe three or four years ago. I just, uh, I've been drinking water like a crazy person. I have a, I have a camel back. That I bring with me to work. Yeah. Oh, is it you have it on right now, right? I do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, Camelback Mini. Yeah, right. <laughs> little Camelback. Little, little Camel. And and kind of my test for myself, and something I take a lot of pride in, is that my pee is always clear. That's what you want. Ooh, great you job. want clear pee, and it, you know, and it's great just because it's a couple times a day where I can go into the bathroom and just have a little moment of pride. It's like, hey. Look at that transparent pee. <laughs> you just yeah. put up a single fist. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like, like Judd Nelson club. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> your earring is gone and your pee is clear. Don't you so heavy forget about me. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't I, you forget about pee. There you oh, go. right there. And Thank our you. fourth guest, Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> He's everywhere this week. Um, so yeah, so I I always pride myself in clear pee and you know no matter what's going on in my life whether I'm, you know, doing well, whether I'm achieving my dreams, whether I'm you know my my best self, I always can take pride in knowing that my pee is always pretty clear. Sure. Uh so I went to the uh the doctor. I've got this I've got this new job with some health insurance for the first time mm-hmm. in a long time. So I'm just I'm just going to go to the doctor like crazy. I'm just going to be on a first base name basis with that guy. I'm going to have boils looked at. Yep. Sure. If Munchausen I, syndrome. If I, if I feel too sleepy, I'm just going to go to this fucking doctor. Yeah. Like I'm going to go to the doctor like a goddamn Canadian, <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking Swiss Canadian who can just go whenever he wants to. Uh, so I went to the doctor and I, you know, was just uh, I, I uh, was having everything checked out. Um, I peed in the cup, put it through the little slot, and then I went in the next room to get my blood drawn. And as I'm sitting there waiting for the blood to get drawn. Uh, I saw my sample there with maybe six other samples. And? My pee was nowhere near the clearest. Oh, oh no. Nowhere near the clearest. If this was a – one of those little those little rectangles they give you for paint colors, mm-hmm. mine would have been like the third. Oh. It would have been in the middle. Yeah. And I feel like I just – I can't help but feel like this is a failure. Hmm. Like I maybe should have prepped for it more. I maybe should have like, you know, gone on a fast or something. But I just I didn't know I would have to look at my pee next to other peas. Right. Because that doesn't really come up much. No, no. I could just assume <laughs> yeah. that my pee is the clearest. Yeah. But it's not. And this and I wouldn't this place that I went to the doctor, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't call the clientele the most health conscious people in the world. Uh-huh. There were some muttering transients in there. Sure. <laughs> and I feel like the, if to think that these people are more pee conscious than I am, it's 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 I don't know. I well, can't they're help. More, they're more hydrated. That doesn't necessarily mean they're pee conscious. They just drink gall- gallons and gallons <laughs> <Sure>. of water. <laughs> yeah. And I want to ask to ask you guys this. Is there something in your life that you take a lot of pride about that? Is maybe something – it's not like my job, my creativity, my art. Is there something that you take a lot of pride on on about? Take a lot of pride about. Have a lot of pride about? Why am I having trouble with this sentence? 
Take pride in. in. That's the word I'm looking for. In. In. (laughs) Is there something you take a lot of pride in that is maybe unusual or kind of left of center? Does anything come to mind? I know I maybe should have prepped you guys for this question. One thing that immediately comes to mind for me is the desktop of my computer. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cleanliness of that. Mm -hmm. If I ever – I used to work in an office. Now I work from home. But if I ever went to another coworker's uh, station and saw that their desktop was just littered with files, especially if it's just files, if it's not even folders on your desktop, like what are you doing? What are you doing with your day that just your entire – it's just like constant – you can't even see what the background is because sure. there's just files everywhere. Yeah. So that's something that I take a lot of pride in. Oh, congrats. So, yeah, and yeah, I mean, you have a, I mean, you have a pornography system that's second it's to none. <laughs> I can heard none. about it. It's very clear, you know? Sure. It's the clearest Everything's P well, of my pornography. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's very well labeled. Yeah, super well labeled. I use, you know, folder system, just very nestled. Just sure. nothing gets lost. Yeah, but there's a thing that happens uh, when you just start throwing files up there and files up there, and there comes a point. When your computer just says, oh, fuck it, and then just puts everything up into a little corner. Yes. Uh, so it seems like you're an efficient, uh, functioning human being. But in fact, you are so bad that the computer has to push back. It's kind of like when you – It's a little passive aggressive, isn't it? Exactly. The first time you live on your own and you and you, you kind of leave dishes around and uh, you should take them down to the dishwasher, but you don't necessarily do. And then they start to decay and then you're like, oh, I really should do something about it. Then you realize if you just hang in there. It will desiccate. It will just become a husk. And so that's the thing. There's something that happens after rotting. Yeah. So it's really just about right. having the, the courage of your convictions. State. Exactly. <laughs> Correct. Just hang in there after the smell and, uh, you know, then it's just a dried husk and you can, you can uh, get rid of it very easily. It's <laughs> like the there. moment when the check engine light turns off yeah, when it's right. been on for eight months. And yeah. you're like, oh. I think you figured it out. That's <laughs> all right. Let's just keep going. That kind of a thing. Exactly. Um, uh, speaking of desktops, yes, I um, uh, I am putting together something for uh, at midnight um, next week. Uh, it's the gathering of the juggalos next week. Uh-huh. Uh, so we do a segment on um, on uh, juggalos who are on OK Cupid. It's, there's several tumblers dedicated to juggalos on OK Cupid, but the the kind of legality issue with just using those tumblers is that they have to be active OK Cupid members for us to show them. On TV, you can't. Interesting. Just, yeah, it's huh. there's a lot of weird little legal things that I'm having. Legality to. with OKCupid itself? Oh, uh, just with Juggalos, very oh, litigious. Juggalos. All right. <laughs> they will lawyer up. Juggies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so it's I so I spent a big chunk of my day yesterday browsing Juggalo profiles on OKCupid. Sweet. Here's something sidebar, not related to organization of desktops. Um. Ju- a surprising amount of the male juggalos deep in their profile will say that they are open to a homosexual experience. Huh. This, You're kidding me. I would say 30 percent. Oh. That's solid. Yeah. I was wondering if there's like uh, juggalos on Grinder. There must be. I mean, well, that's, where you, that's, be. that's where you would get much higher. Uh, <laughs> you scooch that up to 100 percent probably. Yeah. There. 100%. Like, what's this app that I downloaded? What's going on? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> How does it work? How does it work? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fucking Grinder. How does it work? <laughs> um, so it's weird. It's like you'll have this profile that's like whoop whoop, smoke weed. <laughs> Uh, whoop whoop, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dank nugs. Sure. Where are my ninjas? Is it, it's Fago, not Shasta, right? It's it Fago. Yes. I made that mistake on the internet, and I was oh dear. swiftly corrected, <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> so yes, Fago, whoop whoop, ninjas, dank nugs. Mm-hmm. Three quarters of the way down, 
I would consider being with a guy. Huh. <laughs> and I, I wonder what it is. I wonder if it's just – it's such a – it's such a male culture that that they're just okay with it. I wonder if it's the it's the it's the brotherhood involved, but it's absolutely not what I would guess about those guys. No, absolutely. Anyways, I mean, I would not. I definitely. I am from Ohio. Sure, mm-hmm. there are a lot of juggalo types mm-hmm. in Ohio, sure. uh, especially Southern Ohio. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of the place. I definitely would not expect that from them. Yeah, not to not to be. Uh, you know, judgmental sure. of the juggalos and the juggalettes. <laughs> Not to be judgmental of these rapping murder clowns. <laughs> of these rapping murder clowns that wear the makeup all the time. Sure. Um, but hey, that's that's interesting. Perhaps it's the feeling uh, of being an outsider and misunderstood and therefore understanding another group of people that are perhaps misunderstood themselves. We've you been know, overlooking some allies. We, have <laughs> we need to dig deep and uh, welcome them, of, guys. Welcome yeah, them. <laughs> perhaps we could get marriage equality if it were just the juggalos <laughs> voting. I mean, I guys, I am all for gay marriage. I think it should be legal. I think it should be legal everywhere. Mm-hmm. I do not approve of juggalo marriage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not so much. I just it's a slippery slope. It is. <laughs> What's next? Yeah. Kiss fans Juggalo. getting married. <laughs> Kiss fans getting married, right? Um. So yeah, mini kisses getting married. Well, yeah, no, I don't think kiss midgets should be getting married. Not at all. <laughs> it's, it's immoral. It's against God. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, oh, and you know, but React, do you think that's actually as good an explanation as I think I've heard? Is that that it is a part of their thing is that we are outsiders. This is not mainstream. No one understands us. So I think they would be particularly open to something that is a little more outsidery. Uh yeah, anyway. Still completely unexpected, however. Yes. No, oh, yes. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it yes. Yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah. so yeah, my my folder story that I am building yes. to is that uh I had to I have to, you know, clip out the pictures that we're using. Uh I just had so many juggalos on my desktop. I had I now have a juggalo folder. Juggalo folder. Uh, so. That's great. Juggalo foldero. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Fucking folders. How do they work? Uh Glenn, do you have what's your What's your source of pride that one might not expect? Oh hell, um, I, uh, pride is not a thing I'm I'm particularly <laughs> uh, comfortable with and or, or familiar with. Uh, you know what? Last couple of weeks, I've been uh, doing this thing called uh, eating less and exercising more. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it a lot because it is the most boring topic in the world. But uh, oh, please is, tell us about your cleanse. Glenn. <laughs> there's this little there's this little app that uh, when you go and you do you go to the gym, you do a little uh, X, a little X. There. Oh, cool. And it crosses it off, and and I, I have two weeks worth of X right now. Congratulations and, uh, on your yeah, X's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Pounds and inches are still hanging on, but <laughs> but at some point. Because I get ready, get ready for the author photo. You know, this is all about this oh, is all about pure vanity. I gotta get. Because Len, you down. have a new book coming out. I do next year. Yeah, that will require a new author photo. Well, the old one didn't because I insisted it didn't because uh, because I just didn't want one. <laughs> <laughs> this one might need to have one. So yeah, so so yeah, so I just need to. But but it is a. Uh, it's remarkable how much I, I I value that X and how boring uh, eating less and exercising more. Is because I was never really an emotional eater, but I was always a bored eater. Like sure. just not eating when you're watching TV. It's like what what is that about? How do people yeah. do that? That's <laughs> like crazy. Going to the movies and not eating. That's crazy. Yeah. I used to do that. What was up with me? If yeah. you're watching something, you should also be eating something. You should just Absolutely. be shoveling amounts of whatever's nearby. Yeah. Sure. Absent-minded consumption. Yeah, yeah. Just eating the woman's hair next to you. Like, whatever. <laughs> like a <laughs> exactly. coach. I'm watching Captain America. I have to have something. 
sure. shoveling into my face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the it's it's what Captain America stands for. Yes, he stands for shoving things in our mouths yes. indiscriminately. <laughs> Absolutely, he took down the Red Skull. Yeah, <laughs> so we would have a chance. So we could have Junior Mint to take a box of Reese's Pieces <laughs> and pour it into popcorn. Yeah, because you know who 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 was crazy about portion size? Nazis. So, sure. Yes. yes. So Thank, let's, you. Let's... Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Finally. To yeah. Exactly. I, I just <laughs> felt it needed to be said. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not going to join Das Weight Watchers. <laughs> um, oh, what was so. your what when you were snacking more indiscriminately? What was your movie theater snack of choice? My movie theater snack of choice. Um, well, I think my favorite as a child was Junior Mints. Yeah. Because um, we're just assuming popcorn. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sure. Oh yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Butterfree, super salty mm-hmm. popcorn. Uh, but now. I'm more of a snuck in Twix kind of gal. Ooh, I'm trying to a sneaky keep... Twix. Sneaky really? Twix. That's my Juggalo name, actually. Yeah. <laughs> sneaky Twix. Sneaky Twix. That's not nearly enough of that, though. I mean, this is, oh, this is about like constant. To... This is sure. about ongoing. Yeah, but I'm trying to keep my portion size down. You there know, you keep those sure. X's. <laughs> Yubble. X's with Twixes. Uh, That's my favorite these days. Yeah. Mine was the uh, non-parels. Those, mm-hmm. uh, those are basically just uh, chocolate chips covered with little white snow caps. Uh, snow caps. I used yes. to love snow caps. Was that a snow caps? But nonpareils is like the fancy yep. schmancy Brock's name for them. Yep. And I would always call <laughs> a them. A Brock's man, are you? I uh, know. <laughs> because uh, a little French. You get a little French in there. And yeah, I always sure. – and I'm still this, to this day, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. But there it is. Nonpareil. Yeah. Well, I, I can't imagine it. someone listening to a podcast would want to correct your pronunciation no, on anything. So I don't think you'll hear about that no later. No one will bother you about no that. No Everyone will be super chill but about you that. just eating chocolate chips. Yes. yes. That's all you're doing. <laughs> Tiny little like – Chocolate chip versions of, you know, like boiled down yeah, what chocolate are the chips spr- on top are of it. sprinkles also chocolate chips? I think they're just sugar. They're just sugar. Pure but it's sugar. very funny when you think about the, like, chemistry or alchemy of the <laughs> snowcap, if you will. Oh, and like, I do enjoy thinking about that. <laughs> it's kind the of alchemy of the snowcap. Cannibalistic in a way mm. when you think about it. It's, you know, you would, you would wolf it down, but you'd extend your pinky. Absolutely. Sure. The one time I had a person enjoyed it, it was merely to carry snow caps into a movie. <laughs> I think it was Dick Tracy. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, well, Glenn, uh, speaking of, I actually um, would like to hear a little bit more about this book. Uh, Rhi, if you're writing any books, I'd like to hear about <laughs> those. Um, so, yeah, why don't we get into that when we come back on Jordan Jesse Go? Every Wednesday, 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 Maximum Fun presents Lady to Lady, a comedy podcast with Tess the Tower Marker, Brawlin' Brandy Posey, and Barbara Mayday Gray. Listen as they throw down with comedy heavyweights like Aisha Tyler, Retta, Kate Flannery, and more. These ladies will make you laugh so hard you will literally explode. So go to MaximumFun.org or iTunes and download Lady to Lady before it's too late. Wait, where's the where's the music? What happened? My throat hurts. I don't know what to do. Should we just get coffee? Okay. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective Jesse Thorne. Uh, out this week, but with me is Rhea Butcher, Lady James Dean, Glenn Weldon, El Calvito, <laughs> uh, which which means yeah. uh, the bald one. Uh, oh. it, is, it is what uh, my uh, Cuban uh, my, my Cuban husband's family calls me, 
And I thought, I have earned an affectionate nickname. And in fact, it's purely descriptive. It's it's just, when they call, they ask, oh, is the pedo? El Calvito. That was the dog. Oh, that was the ball. That is so great. So, yeah, he's but like, I no, lo- it's purely descriptive. Other languages are so beautiful. Yeah, you I know, know right? It, we have the bald one and El Calvito. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, that could be. It, it could be an Aztec emperor. Sure. It could be. It helps if you give the old Sabado Gigante sort of spin on it. You know, yeah. that television mm-hmm. show that's like, so if you kind of El Calvito. It's, it's, it's the only way I can speak Spanish because <laughs> that's how I learned. That's why we watched uh, Sabado Gigante, <laughs> which is nuts. And, yeah. Uh, and that guy, that voice, man, that voice is that makes it takes it over the top. It really does. So I guess, I guess, I mean, us, uh, the uh, uh, me and my fellow whites, mm-hmm. I guess we just know Sabado Higante from flipping by it and seeing a minute of holy shit, what's going on? Exactly. Uh, it, it is purely something that us whites experience in a flip by mm-hmm. basis. But you've sat down and watched it with uh, someone who speaks Spanish. Yeah. Well, actually, the, his family watches it okay. more so than he does. But when we're down, you know, for holidays, it's it's on, man. It's, wow. it's just on in the background. It's a thing. It's it's just invited into the home. Sure. It becomes part of the night. What is it? Um, it's this giant variety show mm-hmm. uh, hosted by this guy whose name escapes me now, who is just this giant presence, who is a guy who talks like this, except <laughs> in Spanish. And uh, it's uh, it's it's just nuts. It's got uh, uh, women in bikinis. It's got little people. It's got uh, it's it's got all kinds of pop stars and uh, Spanish soap opera stars come on, and and I think they do skits, okay. possibly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just goes on and on and on. It is a gigantic Saturday. Ah. Uh, can I share a little something with you guys? Please do. Please do. Some of my earliest sexual feelings mm-hmm. were for the women I flipped by on Sabado Higante. Well, that makes sense. Uh, so how quick was your flip? <laughs> <laughs> I'm it talking was... about the remote control. Yeah. Uh, no, not that quick. Yeah. Not that quick. I mean, uh, it was a leisurely flip by. you going to linger for a minute? Yeah. The women from Sabado Higante, Kelly Bundy. Sure. Uh, yep. These mm-hmm. are These are... Hallmarks for me. Sure. Right. For Anyways. me, it was definitely Joe from The Facts of Life. Yeah, yeah, go <laughs> figure. those feelings very early on. Go figure. Uh, Greg, uh, wasn't Evigan, Greg, Gregory Harrison on Battle of the Network Stars. That was a guy who had a body that you don't get back then. You had to work oh, really hard. Yeah. He had like a, a 90s body in 1977. Mm. And you could tell. And he was, he was uh, working it. He could work a kayak. <laughs> My friend. Yeah. He had a lot of X's on that app. He really that did. Didn't happen for a long time. Mm-mm. You know, it's funny going back, speaking of, of the bods of yesteryear, mm-hmm. it's funny going back and watching those old James Bond movies. Oh, yeah. Watching your Sean Connery's, your Roger Moore's. Your Roger Moore's especially. Yeah. They have paunches. Yes. Like, they not do. only are they not jacked, you know, but they have paunches. Yeah. Sean Connery started off as a, as a bodybuilder, a weightlifter. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Uh, as a teenager. And uh, yeah, he still was pretty jacked in the very first couple. Bond films, but Roger Moore, man, Roger Moore. Uh, there's a documentary uh, about the making of the Bond films where he talks about how uh, you know he would uh, have to swim. He, he had to. He would have to swim in the morning, <laughs> do some laps <laughs> to get in shape in this 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 70 year old man's shape when he was 40 years old. Yeah. And so, so whenever he kissed a, a woman, that that skin would just sort of accordion up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yes. 
That's when, the yeah, thing so when you they... don't see anymore is the accordion manskin. That's good. And it, yeah, I'm glad to not M- ever movie see stars it are very taut these That's days. True. They have been pulled taut around their skeletons. Yeah, your Hugh Jackman's. Oh, sure. Is but, jacked. Yeah, man. but apart from Hugh Jackman, you don't see middle-aged men and women like on the TV no more. Oh, Dyn- no. Remember Dynasty? Like Di- in Dynasty. Yes. Uh, they were having affairs with the chauffeur. The chauffeur was a 50-year-old dude. It's like, why is he in my television in his yeah. three-piece suit being all chauffeury? Yeah. It's Old just dude. It's all tiny young people. Yep. Sure. Except for the people who are playing college age. They're all 40. They're 40 years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, it's so interesting. So, you know what? We, Glenn, I, I, I do have questions about this book of yours, but we mentioned Hugh Jackman. And actually, yeah. this is this kind of, I think, leads into something I kind of wanted to get both of your guys' perspective on, because I think you guys are both uniquely qualified to talk about this. Uh, Hugh Jackman, kind of a – the Hugh Jackman movie is kind of a mark of summer these days, mm-hmm. uh, the X-Men movie. Uh, Glenn, you write about – Books and comic books sure. for NPR.org. Oh, side note. Every time you say that on Pop Culture Happy Hour, your intro is, I write about books and comic books for NPR.org. Yeah. I, I, I just – one week I want you to say, I write about butts and comic butts for <laughs> NPR.org. Next time. Next time? Thank Next you. Next time. Uh, Rhea, you do bam, Wham Bam Pow. I do. Dedicated to action movies, sci-fi movies. Indeed. Dick, Dick Flicks, Flicks, if Dick you Flicks. will. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you guys how you think summer is going at the movies. If you've seen a lot of things – how you think it's going and will, will we look back on this summer as cool or more of the same in regards to movies? Um, yeah. Uh, I I will start. Okay. Sure. Um, let's see. I will start. Uh, I think that that Spider-Man movie got a little too much shit. Mm-hmm. I thought it had some moments. Sure. And it was uh, – I think it was unfairly called a disaster. Uh, certainly not a – great film mm-hmm. uh maybe not even a good movie mm-hmm. but uh had a lot of cool stuff and i but i think it is for some reason being held up as this disaster uh that it is not it is just mm-hmm. a kind of okay movie maybe didn't need to be made uh but certainly has a lot going for it more so than it got credit for um yeah that's one that's one thing that i have noticed uh so i think i will go down in history as the guy who kind of sort of liked, liked the it. amazing spider-man too <laughs> <laughs> and i can't even i'm not even the guy who loved it guy like, who's like i'm was, all right with it that was so fine hey i don't feel bad about spending money on it they've got a lot of chemistry garfield it's and stone right. and it's fun to watch they do cool <laughs> things to the paparazzi get off of them sure they hold up paparazzi signs yeah. so we should like their superhero movies for like amnesty <laughs> international so give them a break yeah uh, and I, uh, I did, I did, I was very much looking forward to X-Men, uh, Days of Future Past. Um, and I, uh, I liked it a lot upon seeing it, but then I had a drunk conversation with you and Cameron at a wedding about it, and it made me change my mind. Oh, it did, it really? fully change your mind on it? Uh, I understand, I, uh, why don't you list your main complaint about the film? Well, I think our, our collective main complaint was that uh, the female character Mystique Mm -hmm. was sort of like a pawn in between Magneto, Magneto, God, I always am second-guessing myself pronunciation of that, and Xavier, Dr. Xavier, that they were just fighting over her Mm -hmm. and that she didn't really have any um, autonomy and that uh, she didn't really play a part in any of the the movie. It also didn't have a lot happening in it. Sure. Okay. So that was that was our main complaint right. that, okay. that there was like ownership between these two men sure. over a woman. Gotcha. Like this was a this was a this was a Twilight movie in the X Men universe. Yes. Of two super powered gents. Yeah. 
Right. And uh, then a woman who's also has superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who then like, well, we need to tell her what to do. So you know? how did you feel about her karate kicks? They were all right. Okay. There are no Rebecca Romaine karate kicks, that's oh, for sure. Oh, an X-Men purist. Like, and I, like, love, I love Jennifer, what's her name, Lawrence, but, man, she's no Rebecca Romaine. Okay. That's just the perfect mystique. She yeah, was the perfect I, I mystique. I didn't see it yet. I mean, I've been writing a book. I've been writing yeah, about man, nights sure. and weekends. I've been writing a book. I didn't see Spider-Man, so I can't yeah, speak to its truth. To power. Uh, yeah. Glenn, thoughts? What have you seen? Anything you've really Well, I mean, liked? Winter Soldier, you know, when I saw it, I wasn't crazy about it uh, because I just the ending with the big things crashing into each other just seemed like we'd seen that many, many times. Sure. Uh, I also felt uh, having Robert Redford in the film <laughs> saying Hail Hydra, it made me feel like when your dad wants to kind of, well, so what are you reading, buddy? Oh, uh, <laughs> comics. Well, let me uh, let me let's see what he got there. He got there. Let me. Oh, uh, Excelsior. Up, up and away, right? right. Up, up and away. Sure. It's like, Dad, don't just don't stay over. Stay hey, over. Hey, Jeffrey. Uh, stay over there. Did you ever see uh, all the President's Men? <laughs> exactly. Did you ever see that? I was in that. Exactly. Kind of had a like. had a bit part in that. A little bit. Uh, so when he dies at the end with Hell Hydra, it's like, oh <laughs> no. I just I just it feel it feels like he's he's playing with our stuff. Sure. I gotcha. But do you, is that is that still – because you said that's how you felt when you saw it Yeah, first. I mean I, as I get some distance from it, I, I do – I do I, I think I was just fixating on the on the crash finale ending, the, mm-hmm. the big, stupid, dumb sure. ending, which which is always <laughs> big, stupid, and dumb. Uh, and there was a lot to recommend in that film up to that point. So yeah. I, I think I think I want to see it again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, – I might, I might argue <clears throat> that uh, I have liked – Marvel movies more for sentimental reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it was super cool to see the Avengers for the first time. The X-Men First Class got a lot of stuff right. Uh, but maybe I would argue that Winter Soldier is the best movie. Like just sentimental shit aside, right. what they did with the character aside, if you just showed that to a person who had never read a comic book before, that would be the best movie. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. It When I saw Winter Soldier... I knocked Iron Man down mm-hmm. from the best Marvel movie for to me, just like straight up movie. Yeah, like oh, this is enjoyable to watch. I think Captain America: Winter Soldier is the best Marvel Marvel movie, hands down. Yeah, I still see. Maybe it's just that I have such affection for the first Captain America because I mean it was just such a war movie with a guy in tights. Yeah, and I thought yeah. I thought playing with it the way they did with the USO show, they kind of uh, having having the uh, fakey comic book version of, of yeah, Captain America sure. there, but then layering it with that and just sort of affixing like the guns of Navarone or all these old war movies onto that. He's also killing Nazis. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, not yeah. going to get better. Oh, than it is that. Put Nazis in a movie and I will be there yeah. with some snow caps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How bad the did the Nazis row. get killed? Oh, very bad. <laughs> so many snow caps. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but that last days of the Condor feel of uh, Winter Soldier. I mean, I, I know what they were going for, sure. but I would just see, you know, scraggly old Robert Redford there and I'd just be like, <laughs> well, this is not, there's, there's a disconnect there sure. for me. He does have a scrunch face. He really does. If, you, if Robert Redford were to do any kissing in that movie, yep. he would scrunch. face, yeah. I, I loved what they gave Black Widow to do. I felt mm-hmm. like she was finally redeemed. And I felt like that movie, out of all of them, actually gave women stuff to do. That's true. And yeah, they were sure. capable of doing it, and they took charge in the movie. I also yeah. loved Anthony Mackie's role in the, in the movie. I just I, I love the diversity of the film. Mm-hmm. For and sure. I feel like they were really trying because... Captain America is such a white. He's like a white right. dude, a comically white. From the, yeah, yeah, like comically white. And I, I kind of love that they're flipping that around and being like, no, no, no. He's, 
Andy's like trying to learn new stuff, like writing everything down that he needs to like read about. I I don't know. Yeah. I loved it. And yeah. it was filmed in Cleveland. So <laughs> and I was actually in Cleveland when they were filming it. Like I saw them setting it up and stuff. It's just I did get a nice Clevelandy feeling from the movie. <laughs> really? yeah. You know, Cleveland rocks. Sure, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. I've heard yeah. that. Uh, yeah, no, it did. It did kind of seem less like a Captain America movie and more like a. Lil Avengers with <laughs> yeah. uh, with Falcon and Black Widow because yeah. they were such a part of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyways, and yeah, I thought I thought their meet cute stuff was fucking charming. It was. And that stuff is the stuff in those Marvel movies that does not always no. work. That is the maybe the biggest the, the biggest ratio of failure sure. is the parts that have to be romantic or cute or funny. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I thought that stuff uh, did did inordinately well. The lack of dick measuring was <laughs> greatly appreciated <laughs> by myself in, in Captain America Winter Soldier. Because, mm-hmm. like, good lord, I cannot take another minute of that in the Avengers. Like, I know that's the point. Sure. Yeah. But it's pretty exhausting. Sure. Hard to <laughs> end, hard to have a dick measuring contest. <laughs> When you have the Hulk in there, <laughs> like I think he wins. Yeah, yeah that is the world's biggest dick. That's it's and it's angry. Yeah, it's sure, real it's, angry. Yes, yeah. you would not like it when you when he's angry. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, any other any other thoughts? Has anyone seen a Planet of the Apes? I did see saw Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. How was it? Recently reviewed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Is it like a great movie that we're going to be like in ten years? Like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Remember that? Not at all. Right. <laughs> but uh, what they're doing in that film with the CGI actors and then having them painted on is pretty mind-blowing mm-hmm. that they're capable of doing that in the the day scenes and then the when the monkeys are wet it's a little rough but sure. like seeing so when that, the monkeys are painted it's cool but when the yeah. monkeys are wet <laughs> you don't like it you as don't want to see them when they're wet no sure. <laughs> uh, they get a little angry but i mean it's like at points i forgot that they were fake yeah. and i was like is that a orangutan and no it's not it's judy greer or whatever <laughs> Whoever. i love that there's like actual actors playing them because right. they don't have any lines and then you're like oh that's judy greer like she's missing wow. her glasses so i had no idea that's sure. awesome she also didn't lift up her shirt and go there you're go. gonna miss these <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna miss these and she just shows her prehensile feet <laughs> <There you laughs> exactly go. i can peel her, a banana with her these thumbs that kind of work yes her flamed red rump <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Haven't seen it yet. I didn't see Snowpiercer. Yes, Snowpiercer. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, this is something I have been. uh, I've been desperately trying to find someone uh, to see it with me. No biters yet. Really? Um, Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm actually surprised by that. That no one would go see Snowpiercer with you. Yeah. uh, Thank you. I'm surprised too. Are you listening, my friends? Remember when I suggested (laughs) Snowpiercer? Hey, remember how some of you are excited to see the Purge Anarchy? Why don't we see Snowpiercer first? Sorry, yes. that was just a message to yeah, my friend that. group. You should – they should listen to you. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a really well-directed film. There's so many little set pieces, so many pieces like and, – and weird humor comes in at, a, at an oblique angle in the middle of it that's very funny, that's very odd. I didn't think it was particularly well written. I think all the dialogue is really on the nose sure. because it's an allegory. And so allegory yeah. is just kind of taking all the characters and going smoosh, mm-hmm. you know. And that's, it's, and that's what allegory always does. And so it's like all the ideas are just big and here's a big hunking idea that we're going to tell you about. Um, and, you know, like the like the, the villain guy, like the old villain guy, like the old like 40 – like yeah. he's, he's the he's – the, he looks like a vice president for development, you know, like and, he, and <laughs> yes. he's the guy who's like the evil guy. Uh, it was really interesting. I'm glad I saw it. I think Chris Evans was actually really good in it. He was good up until one point, uh-huh. um, which I think you probably know what point I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Where he said, it goes, my dick is bigger than the Hulk's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a, a read on a line where I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. But 
Also, Tilda Swinton in that movie. Tilda Swinton. Should get nominated for a goddamn Oscar. She's amazing. She will not, but she should. She's like a Swinton. She, it is worth it just to see her in this movie. Yeah. Like, she is brilliant. Like, I cannot think of another, I've been comparing it to, like, Christoph Waltz in uh, Inglorious Bastards, where you're like, you are nailing a villain right now. Like, you are, this is just, like, pure evil. Hers is, you know, cartoony. She she reminds me of the villain in The Rescuers, that cartoon. <laughs> like, even when she's carrying her body and, like, her hair, just everything is, like... She's nailed the Phyllis Diller. It's yeah. so good. Yes. Oh, sure. Nailed the Phyllis yeah. Diller. It's so good. It, she's so good in that movie. Yeah. Is she a Randy Old Broad, would she you say? She is a Randy Old Broad, yeah. More Randy. A little. A little Randy. A little, old broad. a little near the middle there. Yeah. Some Randy. She got much back. Some, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> Some light randiness. <laughs> Uh, so, Glenn, so you maybe the reason you have not made it out to some of these uh, movies that maybe we would expect you to have seen is mm. that you have been uh, deep in a book swamp for a few months. Yeah, is for book a few, swamp for almost a year, yeah. Uh, it, three, three questions. Please uh-huh. try and remember them. I will not be repeating them. Okay. Uh, tell us a bit about what your book is about. Sure. Question two, is writing a book as hard as I suspect it is? Mm-hmm. And I suspect it's very hard. Mm-hmm. And three, after you have typed the end or end end glossary or whatever the end of... Fin. Yeah, fin. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, or whatever the end of your book is, uh, What what is there a decompression period? Like what... Do you feel like you've gotten the bends because you've been immersed in something for uh, so long? Uh, the book is called The Cape Crusade. It's about the intersection of nerd culture and the character of Batman. I'm going to argue. Oh, I don't think those intersect anywhere. <laughs> like, nobody I think this is a faulty premise Batman for this book. I'm going to argue that Batman was one of the reasons why nerd culture has taken over. And I'm also going to argue that it's not necessarily a great thing that that's happened, that there's, sure. that there's uh, lots and lots of layers to that. And I think that, that the, the reason in the, in the 1970s they made Batman – a nerd. He became obsessed. Before that, he was just your basic happy, smiley scoutmaster with bat ears. He wasn't really – he didn't have the persona of Batman as we know sure, him today. Sure. He was, he was another Superman. He was just basically another Superman sure. except in a bat costume. And uh, so in the 70s, they went back to the 30s and said, let's figure out what he really is supposed to be. And they made him that. Uh, and they invested him with this driving obsession. Uh, and they made him grim and dark. And that's when well, – that's at the same time is when comic books abandoned kids and turned inward mm-hmm. to kind of go chase teenagers and obsessive, compulsive, <laughs> nerdy teenagers. Again, Glenn, I'm not seeing this. Yeah, this yeah. seems to be – So you see there's an affinity there. There's a yeah. reason why uh, th- this happened. And I, I'm going to argue that they're, that they're linked and hopefully convincingly and it will be great. Uh, uh, is writing a book tough? Yeah. Uh-huh. Especially because I'm writing nights and weekends. I, I, have a, I have a day job. I also do the, the, the in-pair stuff. So it's it's basically just coming home and sitting down every night and doing it. And I know a lot of writers who do it, and it's not that big a thing. But for me, who has no discipline, uh, and if I didn't have a deadline, this book would still – I mean, it's just I, – I don't have – Deadlines are nice, aren't they? What is the word? Character? I don't yeah. have it. <laughs> sure. And 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 I I just need and it's it's awful. <laughs> is there, is there there's got to be some sort of service because I feel like I hear a lot of writers say that is that the you know if I didn't have the deadline if I didn't have the deadline and I absolutely uh, am am a guy who says that too. Is there some sort of deadline app or artificial deadline service we can create for writers <laughs> that like. Just it's someone who will call you and yell at you they if it's just not done. Send you uh, anonymous, passive aggressive emails from your editor. Sure, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Like even if you're not a, a a a published author, you could still have this 
editor app Snooty. that is mean to Just you. Kind of riding your if back. If you don't finish. Yeah. Anyway, something Oof. to think about. Business idea. No, I mean, you know, uh, I, I went uh, to uh, grad school for fiction writing. And there, there they taught me, um, you know, uh, you want to do this thing where you go to your desk every – you want to go to your desk every day at the same time, sit mm-hmm. down at 9 o'clock and then write until 1. And as you do this – The, the daily more, discipline. The I daily a writing, discipline. I write a writing teacher call because, it. Because what happens is – Create a sacred space. You exactly. Call it. Create a sacred <laughs> space. You're, you're, you start doing all the prep work that it usually takes you like a, a half an hour to do when mm-hmm. you first sit down to write. You start doing it in the back of your head. So as you're showering, as you're making coffee, a lot of that work is being done because it's basically like a trance you're putting yourself sure. in. And it that's, that's the idea. And mm-hmm. it's awesome if you can do it, but I have a day job. So <laughs> I have to kind of come home and, and you know walk the dog and do all that stuff. So it's a, uh, is it tough? It's just you. It's just sitting with you for a long time, and that that's the, if that's that can be that can be fraught, and uh, and it, it's just and you're also it is a good to get out of parties. I hate parties, so it's good for me to <laughs> got it right, got it right. Sorry, yeah. uh, I got a deadline. Uh, I got a deadline. And what was the last question? You're not going to repeat it, but the last question was: uh, What does one do after one finish? I'm I'm okay to repeat. I it, appreciate I was that. just being a dick with that. first thing. Uh, when you do, when you are, when you have just been Batmaning for so long, uh-huh. uh, what do you do with these nights and weekends? Now? Uh, well, I mean, it, it's when I when I turned in the book on the deadline, um, uh, I knew that this is just the beginning of the process. There's going to be revisions. There's going to be all kinds of uh, line edits. There's going to be all, everything going on. But yeah, I got drunk, basically, is the answer to the question. <laughs> oh, I just sure. got yeah, yeah. really, really drunk. Uh, we went out, um, my husband and I, we kind of came back and got drunker, and uh, it was fun. It was fun because it just, it's this release. It's this sure. thing that's out there, and you can't do anything about it anymore, which is terrifying uh, because, of course, you can, and you will be doing things about it. You're going to be revising it the whole time, but it's just... It felt like uh, I, I obsess over deadlines. I don't like uh, blowing them. And when it's just it, you feel like you feel like you're five and you've gotten a little check mark, a little sure. gold star. And uh, yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah, definitely mine for when I finish a big project is uh, <laughs> hey, mine's booze based too. Yeah, maybe we've got problems. <laughs> uh, anyways, but yeah, that first time, and it's not like you know, the end. You know, closed laptop pop off. It's like the next day ah, right. I drink in the afternoon ah. because that is such a thing that ruins writing for me is like having a drink in the afternoon but just like sitting down wherever and just having a drink at 1 p.m. I'm like now I'm done yep. like because it's the afternoon and I have a little buzz. Yeah. Uh, Rita, you have a post-project ritual? I almost never get anything done. <laughs> I have. Can like, I call you randomly? Yeah, Can please, I just, just text you me, as your editor? Push up your glasses and yeah. then I'll absolutely get it done. Yeah, I'm really good at getting two thirds of the way done with things. Yeah. You know, books, reading them, pretending to write them. <laughs> sure. Just, I, I also have a day job and I have not been able to push past the. Uh, not having time. God, so. it is so fucking hard to write when you have a day job. It's <laughs> yeah. so hard. It is hard to do anything else. Sure. And specifically, my job is at home, so mm. then it's really hard for me to then try to work for myself at home because yeah, I've been at home, that. and then it's just like, my world is real tiny. Right. That's a little tiny corner. Yeah. But, you know, there's stuff happening. I, you know, uh, get really excited and do a little dance every time we record a Wham Bam Pow, so there's there that. Go. Oh, terrific. That's you know, cool. You should do a little dance. Rainy days. Yeah. Do you, like... Uh, so, Coming home from the day job and sitting down is – even though I spend all day writing at the day mm-hmm. job, it, it feels different. It feels like a, it feels like here is the project now. Do you Can you turn your chair like a little <laughs> three-quarters of a way? A little bit, yeah. I mean I have two computers on one desk. Mm-hmm. So I have my personal computer and then my work computer. So I do kind of shut the work computer and then shift to the Macintosh. Shifting. 
I shift a little. Yeah, you know, you know my thing. I was, I was do a little shift, <laughs> make a little work, <laughs> get stuff done tonight. Get stuff done tonight. Get to bed at a reasonable hour. <laughs> Go to bed at ten. Yeah. Woo! Go to bed at ten. Um, before, uh, for a long time before I got this job, I have now. I was freelance, where I had a bunch of very, uh, very. I don't want to call them terrible because they were creative enough and they were fine. It was like writing like branded internet content for sure. companies. Uh, there are worse jobs. Uh, it, it had a lot of little annoyances. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would be doing that all day and then I would want to be writing a you know a pilot or a submission for a talk show or something like that. Uh, but yeah, same thing. I'm at yeah. home. Like I'm I'm. Do I just sit on the same couch? You know I'm. You know and how right. do I? And one is a job and one I should be – it will be better if you're taking pleasure in it. If you're enjoying this, the work will be better. It just will. So you have to find some way to make it pleasurable. And just what I would do was real little would just be to change the atmosphere in the room somehow, make the lighting different, open all the windows, uh, put the cat away. Usually <laughs> yeah. the cat would sit with me while I wrote For these videos. For a second videos. I thought you were going to say put the cat to sleep. Yeah. yeah you know, just kill, kill, my, kill cat. my cat every kill day. Kill the cat. But one just like cat put her book. in her crate. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it just like change the atmosphere in the room. A little bit, and that for some reason that made me think something's different now. Yeah. Anyway, the first book was more of a slog because it was basically a history. Which was about Superman. It was about Superman. It was basically a cultural history, which means going chronologically from 1938 to now, and it it felt like this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this. It felt like a turn paper. It didn't Mm -hmm. feel. And so I would do what I could to try to get some fun in, uh, make with the jokes. But this is a more of a think piece theoretically. (laughs) <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it felt like I could pull from different things at the same time. So it wasn't quite as uh, rigid. It, it, it meant that the structure wasn't – I didn't have like a structure given to me. Uh, so it was a little bit tougher to kind of brainstorm it, I guess. But uh, yeah, it was it was a totally different experience and still drudgery. Um, I don't know if, if this is something that you that you did with the book at all. But I, something that I liked so much about your Superman book is you get to learn about the weird Superman stuff. Mm. You know, like obviously everyone's seen the movies and, mm-hmm. and there are comic books everyone knows. But there, were, it, it's been around so long. There's just a lot of weird shit associated with it. Yep. What is the Batman shit? Is there a weird Batman thing that's maybe been buried other than the Adam West TV show? Uh, uh, back when they first licensed the Batman for a television show, mm-hmm. uh, the company also licensed to Japan. Uh, and th- those people were making Japanese manga that had nothing to do with the character of Batman, <laughs> but it just looked like Batman. Sure. And it, it's actually available now. You can find it. It's called, uh, I think there's a book called Bat Manga, uh, which is basically <laughs> where he he, he uh, fights Mr. Deathman and, and all this kind of very Really? Weird the stuff. Japanese version of Something's Weird? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I figure. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's deeply, deeply weird and a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, of course, there's always, you know, all the, all the Bat Mite stuff, all the little, his little interdimensional pest who, uh, who uh, p- puts on some hijinks and yeah. wackiness and Whenever Bat Mite shows up, yeah, it's uh, there's there's a lot of weird stuff, but that's what I like about it because now we're starting to embrace the weirdness, and we're not trying to imagine he's just a badass. He's just a badass. That's all he is. Badass Batman is really annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, really, I think, like, really annoying. I think superhero extreme darkness is on the way out, right? I mean, are I we like are yes. we starting to have fun in these things again? I would be great. That yeah. would be. I mean, that great. that Superman was not having fun in these things at all. Yeah, so. I mean, I think that's a part of why that had a, such a nasty reaction. Is yeah. It did almost seem retro. It mm-hmm. seemed so 2005. <laughs> really how mopey did. Superman was. Yeah. Like, so isn't this so emo? So emo. You're just yeah. Yeah. 
It's like it's a new. It's a, Barack Obama's in office. Come on, <laughs> let's <laughs> goof around a little bit. Let's goof around. Maybe we need a Juggalo Superman. There you go. Oh, yeah, sure. That'd be a great crossover. Yeah, we don't have enough crossovers anymore. Yeah, everything sh- is like just. It's not a crossover. It's just smashing everything. Guys, together. let's cross it guys, over. What are we doing here? Oh yeah, we are. This is the big summer podcast crossover. It is true. It's true. This is worlds are colliding. (laughs) This is like yeah. This is like the summer programming long ABC movie of like Boy Meets World and Sister Sister. (laughs) And then a third one that I can't recall. Step by step. This is what it is. It's like when they all go to Disneyland, or there's a hurricane that affects all of them. Yeah, they all get washed into the same hotel room. Sure. Whoopsie. If if this was a comic book, we all would have fought each other at the beginning because of some wacky misunderstanding, and then we could have worked together. Yeah, and then at the end, every. Everyone's mind gets wiped, so That's we remember true. none <laughs> yeah. of. The, oh, by the way, we're wiping your minds we're, on the okay, way out of okay, this. Okay. So this never really happened. We just had fun. Do with you it. validate uh, at the mind wipe, or do I validate somewhere else? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. just have it punched there. All right, uh, sounds good. Yeah, but don't ask the guy again. He that just remind me though. Mind. <laughs> sure, <laughs> remind me to mind wipe. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned Boy Meets World. Yes, I did. Uh, As I am want to do. I do. Huh. <laughs> okay. Boy Meets World was. I knew it was around as a kid. Yes. Uh, the extreme nostalgia for that show that's around is something that baffles me. Glenn, are you familiar with the fact I am, that but people I was, love I was, to remember Boy uh, Meets World? I know. I, I was too old for it. But so are you guys of the same age? Is, is uh, it just I'm a regional? I'm 32. I am 31. Okay. Huh. Okay. So theoretically, if, if you're experiencing that, not experiencing that nostalgia, you should be too. Yeah. That's, it's usually time-based like that. Yeah. Uh, usually works out like that. I, but a, you don't have the nostalgia. They, people said my dad looked like Mr. Feeney. Okay. So that was my main experience with All right. people saying my dad looked like Mr. Feeney. And he does look like, like Mr. Feeney quite a bit. <laughs> okay. um, and it's one of those things that – that and Hocus Pocus. Yes. Yeah. Uh, See, that I missed out on Hocus Pocus. That yeah. was not – I didn't catch that groove. It's like I just – I look at it and I'm like, what are we all remembering? <laughs> yeah. What, wh- this? What, what about this? Yeah. Like yeah. it seems like it's even eclipsed like – Urkel, which seems like to be more of a cultural touchstone. Oh, for sure. That is bizarre But now, to me. no one talks about Urkel. No, How weird all. it got, why he was a robot at the end. Yeah, all of a sudden. <laughs> How there was, was time the travel. Show. Yeah. yeah. Urkel. <laughs> it seems like okay. Urkel, there's more to, to, to dig I, in. Yeah. So ex- can you explain to us the, the nostalgic value of Boy Meets World and are you excited about this Girl Meets World and why does anyone care about this? I mean, I have nostalgia for Boy Meets I am not repeating any of those questions. I am nostalgic for that show because I happened to watch it and I happened to be affected by one writer strong on that show. (laughs) Uh, Very confusing, gentlemen, Uh, in a good way. I don't mean that in a negative way. Also, really enjoy. You maybe maybe you have uh, you you uh, that you got your look from him. <laughs> uh, yes, perhaps it is uh, possible that I maybe grabbed a bit of uh, Ryder Strong's sure. personality. Sure. Um, <laughs> Who did Ryder Strong play? I'm sorry, uh, Sean. Okay, uh, whose name last name is escaping me right now. The bad boy, Sean ah, Hunter. There mm, it is. The ah. bad boy. The bad boy. Uh, <laughs> who I couldn't decide if I wanted to be with or be. Sure. Yeah, I think it's definitely more the latter. I felt the same. Situation. I felt the same way about the ladies on Sabago Hit. <laughs> Yeah, couldn't, couldn't figure it out. But, I just want to dance behind a giant baby. <laughs> I just – there's something about – Baby Higante. <laughs> um, but I, I don't understand it, – It's it, that's a super valid point of the family matters. I actually – it's probably racism. <laughs> I mean – Yeah, I mean, sure. I don't mean to go super serious, but yeah. actually that's yeah. probably, probably it. Nope. Um, or maybe just to be robots. 
Yeah. And yeah, because Urkel eventually became a robot. Right. Because, uh, uh, I mean, Family Matters, is that like some great show? No. no. But is it a cultural touchstone? I think so. Sure. Probably larger than Boy Meets World because yeah. uh, everybody was watching a show with a cast that was completely African-American. So sure. right. that's a bigger deal to me than a, another show about kids in, like, suburbia. But sure, why whatever. Boy Meets World and not any of the other shows that were on at that same time? Like, Clarissa step by step. Step so, by step. Yeah. Clarissa explains so it all. identical to those other shows. But it, it, but the Boy Meets Worldness in our culture now is so intense. Anyways, uh, can you explain it? Why was it different than those other ones? I, I mean, I don't... Perhaps because it's all kids. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, Step by Step was all kids, but there were... The, Suzanne so like, Summers was yeah, there. Yeah, Suzanne Summers and um, Patrick Duffy uh, were like the stars of that show, and sort of like it's kind of like a Full House syndrome where the adults are the stars of the show, and then the kids start creeping in. Sure. But Boy Meets World was always set in the kids' world, and it has a savage in it. Yeah. Okay. And everybody loved. Uh, God, why am I blanking on that show? Fred Savage's show that was the show. Uh, Wonder Years. Thank yeah. you. Um, so I feel like it has the Wonder Years. It's like the Wonder Years light. Rhea, you have you have given me two very plausible explanations today <laughs> for Boy Meets World nostalgia yes. and gay juggalos. Yes, there you go. <laughs> those, those, both of those satisfy me completely. Yeah. yeah. It's racism and – Have like, you thought about writing a book? It, well, now I will. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll never Things get Jordan, it done. It's called but... Things My Friend Jordan Doesn't Understand. <laughs> Things He's Impressed By. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> um – so so okay so I I buy that yeah, it's, yeah it was all kids kids ran the show the parents were on the peripheral mm-hmm. uh, it's almost like a Saved by the Bell sort of a show sure you yeah. know and then it just stayed around long enough because it's not a good show no I mean props to everybody that was on it I you sure know, props to Ryder hey, Strong yeah we don't of want him Who we don't want Ryder Strong fans coming after us by the way follows me on Twitter whoa. And retweeted one of my tweets. So that was a big day for me. I don't mean to be, you know. Was it about him? No, it was not. It was just just a a straight up joke. Wow. My best tweet to date. (laughs) But, um, yeah, that was a big day for me. (laughs) I, like, posted (laughs) on Instagram. I was like, look, I don't mean to be gauche here, but this guy. I'm going to go ahead and be tacky. Sorry. uh, Hollywood butcher at it again. (laughs) Exactly. Look at this guy. Follow me on Twitter. (laughs) But he is. I love him on Twitter, though, because he will. Every now and then, like once every couple weeks, we'll retweet people like joking about his name. Sure. Which is interesting in the generational sort of thing where there's people that are probably five to ten years younger than us mm-hmm. f- who saw the show, but it wasn't really for them. They were too young for it. Sure. They just, it was on their peripheral. Then they realize that his name was that, that his name is Ryder Strong. They're right. like, what the hell? Uh, you know, it's yeah. like. I can't think of what it would what the translation would be for us, but we're like, wait, what? And then they tweet about it, and then he finds it. Sure, like and Dick, then he Dick, like, Dick Butkus. Yeah, Dick Butkus, exactly. Like, what? This guy's name was Dick. That's a but- name? I can't believe yeah. it. Right. But uh, it's also good that he does it maybe once or twice a like. Yeah. It, he does it all in bursts. Yeah. So he does you it don't in you don't get the sense of this guy just sitting there. No. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's got other stuff going one. on. But every stuff. now and then you're like, ooh, it's a day where he's doing that again. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love those days. <laughs> um, so have you seen Girl Meets World? Is that something you're excited about? Is that something you feel like you want to 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 dig into? I am like – I heard an NPR story about it mm-hmm. and it made me very scared for the show. Oh, dear. What's, uh, what is, what's, a, what's concerning you? Because the writers um, – the, they're all men that wrote Boy Meets World mm-hmm. and they are working on Girl Meets World. And really? They, I'm sure they were probably too old to be writing for kids at Boy Meets World. Which is why it's so, you know, just like 
get the laundry done. Oh, you didn't do the laundry? Well, well, well. You know, it's very like <laughs> I'm going to ride my scooter. Like, yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> um, yeah, it's all about someone stole my jacks. <laughs> <laughs> my pogs are gone. Um, and somebody drank all my clearly Canadian. What else is nineties? <laughs> yeah, my New York seltzer. <laughs> yes. Um, this but yeah, isn't they, clear enough. They were like, well, we've that show was about a boy who was. You know, kind of dumb because he's a kid and he's learning about life and trying to figure it out. But girls aren't like that. And immediately mm. I was like, wait, what? Mm. Yeah. Oh, girls aren't oh. dumb? <laughs> oh, girls are only smart and they can never fail? Yeah, that that doesn't sound problematic at all. You know? Sure. And then they got a couple female writers in their room and they're very young, the women. Uh, and they were like, yeah, we like to re- refer to the... Writer's room is the writer's womb, actually. And I was just like, turn it off. I'm out of here. I can't deal with it. I'm never having kids. This is the worst. But, I mean, no offense to those. They're doing the best no, that they sure, can. Sure, but exactly. also I was like, oh, no, thank yeah. you. This is not a girl meeting any kind of a world that I want to be in. So. <laughs> um, you mentioned you mentioned feeling feeling a, a, a surge of pride when Ryder Strong retweeted yes. you. Mm-hmm. Glenn, do you have a Twitter accomplishment that uh, do you, that you remember? Do you remember thinking, like, here it is. This is it. I've got Twitter. Uh, not if you want to give it a little bit of thought, I have a – I can Please share do. a Twitter failure really quick. Please do. Um, something that I've been noticing that has been going great for comedians is tweeting nasty things about Lana Del Rey and then getting her fans <laughs> to be crazy at you. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Rob Delaney had one. Yes. Monica Scott had a good one. And mm-hmm. I think Joe Mandy had a good one. Mm-hmm. So uh, – and I, I I mean just general jokes about Lana Del Rey's Lana Del Rey-ness. Not, like not, a, not anything mean. Lana not like Lana Del she Rey die. is like if Xanax were a person. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah that joke. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yes. And that is someone's joke. It's not mine. I don't remember right. who it is. Exactly. So. Nothing, nothing Nobody nasty. get mad at me. I didn't take it. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some uh, yeah, tr- attributed to someone. Yep. A person. Attributed to Twitter. Yes, Twitter. Twitter.com. <laughs> uh, Lana Del Rey is like Xanax if it's a person. So, yeah, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then their fans would just be crazy. Just crazy. And I'm like, this. I'm like, I, I mean, not. I, it's not like I want to invite trolls into my life. God forbid. I don't mm-hmm. need that. I mean, I already sure. have I already have a, a dozen grammar corrections a day, <laughs> which are lovely. Um, so, uh, but something about it was appealing to me. I just liked the idea of a Lana Del Rey fan searching Twitter periodically for Lana Del Rey and being really mean to anyone who was mean to her. I got a Newt Gingrich person once, and that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, um, Newt Gingrich is into Lana Del Rey? Uh, no, no, no. I, 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 I tweeted a joke about Newt Gingrich. Oh, okay. I got a few Newt Gingrich fans. Got it, yeah. got it. I think it was... They're still kicking around? Yeah, and they're on Twitter. And they're searching Crazy. periodically for Newt Gingrich yeah. to to, uh, to take down You know anyone. when I visualize those people? Hmm. I visualize one of those um, uh, fake peanut cans that the snake pops out of. <laughs> yeah. But there's no snake in there. There's just a couple marbles. That's that's what that's the who Newt Gingrich fans are. That's just them sitting at a keyboard going rattle, rattle, rattle. Yeah. we don't understand jokes because our so, joke is gone. Right, the snake is the joke. Okay. Yep. Anyway, got it. So I I tweeted R E Lana Del Rey. Uh, I'm gonna try and get it right because I'm pretty proud of the joke. It's a pretty good joke. It was um, uh, Lana Del Rey is the soundtrack to my day. Uh, I should mention my day consists of taking quaaludes and ambling around throwing glitter in the air. Mm. <laughs> Pretty good nice. joke. Good yeah. joke. Good Solid. joke. Nothing. Solid. 
nothing. Nobody got angry. No about one that. got angry. It was too real. It was also it was long. It's a yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's got it's got it's, subordinate clauses. Sure. And those yeah. they don't do well with subordinate clauses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should have just write wrote Lana Del Rey dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Eno like she yeah. smells. Yeah. Hashtag hate. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> I've had a weird Twitter uh, success that I can't understand. I've talked about it a little bit, but uh, a few weeks back I tweeted a dumb joke. Uh, how to train your dragon. How to train your dragon too. Your dragon really should be trained by now. <laughs> your dragon isn't the problem, dude. Okay? <laughs> Solid B minus joke. Not, not, I have better have had worse. Sure. Uh, it's good. It stands up. stands up. At, at, as of now, it has been retweeted 4,612 Whoa! times. That's Great job. Why? Why that? And it's so weird, this, isn't it? It doesn't make any sense did to me. You get solid. A, did you get a, a, a hearty retweet from someone? Is there something? There, there was a no big, like uh, one huge huh. thing. No, it's just a bunch of little. Th- I, and it wasn't I don't know. aggregated onto some site I, that I it said. I don't know how to find like, <laughs> one. The DreamWorks site. They're like, hey, check this out. They well, this guy really's got our number. <laughs> he understands. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. It's just fascinating to me. And so now every time it comes up, I resent it because it's like I've done other jokes. Look at this one. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Another comic said to me when I had the uh, the aforementioned Writer Strong retweet, because uh, it did really well. It got like a 1,000 uh-huh. retweets, not 4,000, but mm. close. Um, he was like, you know, the worst part is you're never going to write a joke that good again. <laughs> it's like, shit. <laughs> now every time on my phone, I'm like, it's never going to be that one. Mm-hmm. I think you'll do it. it I went, believe in you. I mean, I I'm getting there. You. I'm getting there. You've got to. You've I had a good one about uh, correcting grammar on Twitter. That one did pretty okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. I feel like mm-hmm. that's right in your wheelhouse. Sure. Right. Yeah. Okay, next. You're, you've done – you've blown the lid off gay joke lows. Mm-hmm. Yes. You've successfully explained why people are still talking about Boy Meets World. Yes. Your next thing to explain, mm-hmm. what the fuck's up with Glenn's How to Train Your Dragon tweet. Yeah. Let's see. We're going to take a break. Okay. okay. I'll formulate. It can be something you work on gradually throughout the week. Yeah. But just – that's your next assignment. Show my work? Show Yes, show your work <laughs> and create a graph. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back on Jordan Jessica. What's up? My name is Jasper Red, co-host of The Goose Down, along with the lovely Kimberly Clark, and we want to invite you into the comfort and groove of our podcast that encompasses the arts and entertainment. You can check us out at MaximumFun.org, also available on iTunes. See ya! It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. I am Maria Butcher, Lady James Dean. Glenn Weldon, El Calvito. Guys. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks. for being here. This has been fun. a lot of fun. Uh, hey, quick Jumbotron message before we proceed. Uh, today's Jumbotron sponsor of Jordan Jesse Go is the podcast Tome Foolery. That's Tome Foolery. Uh, it's a twice a month podcast where Chicago comedians Cody Melcher and Stephanie Haas invite a funny friend of theirs over to talk about a really weird book they've just read. Uh, great lineup of past guests on this. Um, Dan Telfer, who's been on this program, uh, the gals from Lady to Lady, Bre- Barbara Gray and Brandy Posey, and Community's Danny Pudi have all been on the show. Uh, great guests, I'm and sure. And you know what? What? Stephanie Haas and I 
great comedy friends. Oh, great. Also pals so you with can vouch for Cody her. Melcher as well, but Stephanie Haas and I uh, used to go by the nicknames Fire and Ice. There you go. Uh, some Chicago, Chicago friends of yeah, yours. indeed. Which one were you? Uh, I was Ice. Okay. She has red hair. So. Oh, that's fine. I also... I'm cold. So. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. sure. So. I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah, you don't have to chill. spell it out anymore. <laughs> Super chill. Uh, that's the podcast Tome Foolery. Uh, they're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Tome, T-O-M-E, Foolery. And uh, on Twitter, at Tome Foolery. They're on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, any place you get podcasts. Or just go over to their website, TomeFoolery.com. Thanks uh, to them for sponsoring JJ Go this week. Uh, if you want to get up on the Jumbotron, email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. And uh, hey, if you're out there and you're a creator, Creative type, and there's a specific piece of JJ Go merch you might like to help us with. We're having a merch contest right now. Email Lindsay at MaximumFun.org. Lindsay, is that uh, the right email address to send them to? There you go. Lindsay at MaximumFun.org. If you've got a merch idea, if you have a t shirt design, a uh, stein, maybe a beer stein. Um, yeah, like a zippo, maybe. A zippo. A fanny pack. Sure. Slap bracelet. These are Slap all bracelet. great ideas. Tamagotchi. <laughs> Just throwing some stuff pets. out of there. Yes, if you have a JJ Go virtual pet you'd like to see <laughs> that you could clip onto your Jansport <laughs> and periodically spank before class. Make it poop. <laughs> uh, any kind of merch idea at all, email lindsay at maximumfun.org. Uh, maybe it'll get up uh, on, our, on our merch store and I think you get a cut of the profit too. I'm not sure exactly how much, but it could be uh, financially lucrative mm-hmm. for you, but not very because the podcast isn't very popular. <laughs> <laughs> That's lindsay at maximumfun.org uh, for that. And uh, hey, uh, speaking of merch, we've got cool JJ Go and full short t-shirts up at maxfunstore.com. Lindsay, is that the right URL? I'm nailing it! MaxFunStore.com, JJ Go, and full short t-shirts. So get over there and get one. They're a lot of fun. Uh, awesome. On with the program. Uh, sometimes on JJ Go, and by sometimes I mean basically every single time, uh, we like to take a dip into our answering machine and see what our fans are doing out there. Have they had a moment of shame? Have they had a momentous occasion? Hopefully. Hopefully these aren't just random calls about what people are doing throughout their day because that would be a real snooze. Uh, Lindsay, can we play the first call? Hey, JJ, go. It's James here from Melbourne uh, with a momentous occasion. Uh, I got married this week. Um, as predicted, I was going to try and call you guys during the ceremony, but we've had no signal and I've only just got back into civilization. Um, my wife did an amazing job. It turned out the wedding was really great. I uh, was carrying my wife across the threshold and heard a scream to turn around and see my mother fall down a full flight of steps, um, fractured her wrist, banged up her head, and bruised her legs. So I was kneeling down in the rain on cold ground for an hour waiting for an ambulance to come on the night of my wedding. <laughs> but still, a momentous occasion. Oh, it was a good work. Wait. All right. Well, that oh, lovely no. wedding story ended with an old woman getting hurt. <laughs> Da, in the da, rain, da, da, no in the less. fucking rain. <laughs> I gotta say, it, to be fair, the story needed a little little punch up. It, it did. Little, I mean, yeah. Congratulations, you, you got, got married. married. I've been listening to this show for a long time. This to to meet momentous. I mean, little I got love, married. Yeah, yeah. You get a good punch it up. So yeah, so let's hurt some old ladies. Sure. Uh, he mentioned how he was on the cold ground. It's not really about you, dude. <laughs> really, Who are you, John Cusack? Come yeah. on, thank give me a break. The thank cold you. ground. Stuck thank in the you. rain. Fractured a wrist. So. 
<laughs> yeah. Also, something a weird detail that I couldn't stop thinking about is he said he we just got back into civilization. Where did you get married away from civilization? Right. Like yeah. for the sort of, threshold to be right. Not in. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> did you? And why is your also? Why is your mother coming into the house with you on your wedding night? Mm. Yeah. You're going to fuck in there. <laughs> I don't. For sure. Yeah. Why is your. Don't subject her to that. Yeah. Something. I, uh, speaking of having someone inappropriate around, I was watching Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom the other day. Mm-hmm. You know that scene where he's deciding whether or not to go into her room and they're kind of playing a will they won't lay of who can who's going to come into the room first and bone down? I've, what's the love interest in Temple of really? Doom? Kate Capshaw? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Sorry. I went real life. No. <laughs> Whoopsie. I went fantasy. <laughs> so he's waiting for her to come into the room to fuck. Mm-hmm. Short Round is on the couch in the room. Are they going to do it in front of Short Round? Yeah. That would be gross. And that character's kind of racist. <laughs> kind of? It's overtly racist. <laughs> overtly. <laughs> that character. So there's two things wrong with that. I feel like this guy's got a fucking Indiana Jones Short Round situation going yep. on where his racist character of a mother is going to have to be there. He's pro- there's yeah. just probably an Australian stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Falling down the stairs, <laughs> yeah. throwing shrimps on Barbies, Thank left you. and right, and that's a knife. And ask, yes, and asking people what a knife is. <laughs> yeah. Fucking knives, how do they work? <laughs> <laughs> what is a knife? <sighs> <laughs> what is a knife? That's what is a knife? What is a knife? <laughs> so Maybe I don't, don't know. hurt me. <laughs> what is a knife? <laughs> so I don't appreciate you or your racist mother, no. sir. You guys can go back to the billabong. <laughs> with your kookaburra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lindsay, can we play the next call? Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and presumably hilarious guests. This is Luke from North Carolina calling in with a momentous occasion. I recently started doing door-to-door canvassing for a political action committee, and yesterday as I was entering a fairly large neighborhood, I noticed that one of the mailboxes was being held up by a, a wooden statue of Miss Piggy. So I shrugged it off, thought it was hilarious at the time. I texted my friend who lives in the neighborhood to tell her that it was the most insane thing I'd ever seen. And she responded with, yeah, the man carved it himself out of a log and dressed it up depending on the season. I didn't believe her because she's known to make up hilarious scenarios like that. But as I was working through the neighborhood, it started to rain pretty hard. And so as I was driving out to finish up for the day, I noticed that she had not lied to me. In fact, the man had dressed Miss Piggy in a raincoat. So that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? John Cusack? Yeah, come on. Why is it raining, raining all the time? It's the summer. Why, <laughs> is, why are you people in such rainy climates? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, this se- Is this a misery sequel? <laughs> is there a... Is this some sort of weird Don't get Muppets, Muppets misery crossover? Speaking <laughs> yeah. of crossovers. Mm. That would be a great crossover. I just imagine Miss Piggy swinging the sledgehammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making Fozzie write new jokes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Dear uh, dear comic book artists out there who might be listening, please draw please Muppets draw that. Uh, misery crossover and hey, maybe put it on the Max Fun Reddit. There uh-huh. you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you think Can't Reddit would it. enjoy two pop culture uh, <laughs> uh, properties colliding? I don't know. Maybe they would. Um, wow. Okay. Dressed up. Have you guys seen uh, – I mean, you probably – you're not a local, uh, Rhea. Have you seen this Griffith Park bear that gets dressed up periodically? Oh, I didn't know they dressed up the Griffith there's Park. A, there's a Griffith Park at the entrance. There is a bear statue mm-hmm. given to L.A. by, I believe, its sister city, Berlin. Sure. 
by the way, how does Sister City work? (laughs) Is it randomly assigned? I feel like it is totally random. Yeah, Yeah. it's got to be. Uh, yeah, I got like I don't. I've never been to Berlin. Maybe it's the L.A. of Germany. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so there's this lovely. I, I actually like it a lot. It's this very cute bear statue. He's in this kind of pick me up kind of pose. Like you know, he wants his like a little toddler, like a little toddler, yeah. like a little toddler. We bear. all have those days. Yeah, mm-hmm. even as adults. But just s- wish you could throw those arms up and get picked <laughs> up. Uh, but people will dress up this bear periodically. I don't know if it's a committee that does it. I don't know if it's a a transient with an, <laughs> with access to a costume trunk. Uh, but it gets dressed up, and it, it, it's it, you know St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. green hat, uh, green vest, beer in hand. Sure. Uh, for the Oscars, she gets a gown and a red carpet gets put uh, rolled up to her base. Wow. Uh, and it is just delightfully shitty. What a bad job they do. <laughs> it, they do such a bad job. And the costumes are so gross. And they are so wet with dew. Yeah. And they just basically evaporate off this bear. Does the Oscars on. dress have like shoulder pads because it's been used for so long? <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's a dynasty a, style. Yeah, it's a 1992 Oscar. It's, it's just a Paula Poundstone blazer. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Anyways, if you get a chance, if you're in the neighborhood and it's a holiday, check out this fucking bear. It's great. My check mom, out this Berlin bear. My mom has a wooden goose that mm-hmm. she dresses up seasonally. Oh, she changes it every uh, month. Goose. Yeah, yeah. Big, uh, big old wooden goose. Uh, and uh, it worries me because it just seems like it's an odd thing to do. But then uh, my, my friend pointed out to me that, that you want to start worrying when she stops doing it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's when things are probably... <laughs> Maybe her and the goose are on the outs. Taking a turn. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe like if she just seems unenthusiastic, maybe you can get the goose some new outfits. Right, right, just, right. Uh, hey, maybe, maybe dress it up for some lesser-known holidays, maybe like a Bastille Day. Yeah. Uh, she just gives it a sign and says, I'm a bad boy or something like that. She starts shaming the goose. <laughs> goose we shaming. Worry. If we the goose's worry. head is turned into the corner <laughs> yeah, of the right. porch. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Sort of a Blair Witch type of situation. <laughs> Watch the out. The goose has been very naughty. What's the goose's... When does it get most festive? Would you say like it, like Christmas? Well, uh, in uh, around uh, Thanksgiving, it, it's a goose that dresses up as a turkey, so it's sort of like a cross yeah. gender species <laughs> thing. Sure, going on yeah, there. it's working it. It's got he's got turkey realness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a juggalo that's open to a homosexual Absolutely. experience. <laughs> this goose is open to a turkey goose. experience. That should be the e- emoji uh, for for <laughs> <laughs> open for a little goose dressed up as a turkey. A little tiny goose, guys. I'm glad we're blowing the lid <laughs> off the emoji industry <laughs> of the show today. Uh, well, hey, that's great. Thank you for the calls, uh, people. These were relatively strong. B minus. <laughs> call these calls B minus. About like about Glenn's How to Train Your Dragon joke. You think it's that of calls? It's momentous. I mean, you know, they were no, no. It's a it's a high bar. Yeah, two zero six nine eight four four fun is the number to call if you've had a moment of occasion, a moment of shame. I have a question for us. Want to share something generally? Uh, yeah, we'll be back in just a minute on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rhea Butcher, Lady James Dean. Ben Weldon, El Calvito. 
Uh, Glenn, before we started rolling, you said, who got the sweatiest during this recording? In this hot sauna box right here. And I said, <laughs> save it for the podcast. Right. <laughs> so now we must decide who has gotten the sweatiest. Uh, yeah. How do we determine this? Do people do, – should we just show pits? I mean, do we yeah, need well, to do no, a I turn? Think, I think I, – I was asking like of all time. Like mm. who, who have you seen in this room just kind of come up with a sheen? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You wanted some celebrity dirt. I did. <laughs> <laughs> well – I think I can say this because we are friends. Chris Fairbanks is a sweaty man. No, it makes sense. He'll sweat. Uh, but the man, just, you know, the man has an overactive life and I think his glands reflect that. He runs hot. Sure. sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he does run hot. Rhea of the Wham-Bam oh, Wham Powers, who gets the sweatiest? I would have to say out of the three of us, mm -hmm. I think it's Ricky. Yeah. yeah Rick, I, I mean, don't mean he... to throw the only man under the bus, nope. but hey, I'm going to do it. Sure. Um, He's like much like Chris. I'm going to call male Jezebel just, on you. <laughs> yeah. Is there something? Is there male uh, Jezebel? I think ma male Jezebel is the world. Oh yeah, yeah. you mean Earth? <laughs> you just want to walk outside. You mean and just humanity? Yell it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, someone will kill me probably. Yeah. So um, you know, <laughs> I didn't mean to go. Yeah, so I mean dark, Ricky but... has Ricky has a, a beautiful afro. Beautiful. And I think, but yes, I can see how that is like the uh, I would say the the sail on a Demetrodon. Yes. It absorbs that. the heat. I think that's the clearest <laughs> analogy, isn't yeah, it? The sure. sail on a Demetrodon? Yeah. Um, yeah. It is. It tracks heat. I can see how you would get pretty sweaty. Yeah. And he's, you know, he has a, a high, he's high octane. Yeah. He's up here. Yeah. Glenn, pop culture happy hour, sweatiest? Oh, it's a nice cool room with just the kind of perfume jets that they kind of like. Cool room. David Ock's cool water. This is like the Playboy Mansion. Exactly. Sure, and James Codd is there and he's drunk. Sometimes they come with cucumber water. Nymphs with cucumber water flying. You and your fucking facility. You and It's not sweaty. Seriously, it's not sweaty. No, I bet. Well, all right. Congratulations, I guess. Um, guys, what a fun show it's been. Thank Super you both uh, so much for being here. Yeah. Uh, Rhea, of course, you are the one of the co-hosts of Wham Bam Pal. It's on MaximumFun.org. Indeed. Uh, anything else? Any any stand-ups people can come see if they like to watch a stand-up? Uh, you know, every Tuesday night at the UCB at 8, 8 p.m., we've got Put Your Hands Together, which is also a podcast that they can mm -hmm. check out. Yeah. Uh, Put Your Hands Together is a great stand-up show. Definitely. and It's super and fun. A, a can't-miss Tuesday night if you, are, if you are in the L.A. area. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Glenn? You are one of the co-hosts of Pop Culture Happy Hour, mm -hmm. one of my personal favorite podcasts. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, cannot miss it. Uh, listen every week without fail. Um, I Linda Holmes was on last week. I know. know she was a, she was a delight on last week's show. Uh, confidentially, I think you fucking blew her out of See, the water. That's, that's all I wanted. It's, yep. it's, it's no contest. She was fine. She was fine. She was fine. You destroyed it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Pop Culture Happy Hour. That's on uh, that's on iTunes. That's at, on the uh, NPR Monkey C blog. Mm -hmm. If people would like to listen to it there. Mm -hmm. um, your Batman book is forthcoming. Yep. My Superman uh, book is out. Super, you should. God, I love that Superman book. Oh, Glenn. Thanks, man. And I definitely was a comic book reader who had the popular opinion that Superman's a real snooze. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> after reading the book, I definitely uh, saw him in a whole new light. I've been enjoying Superman comics since then. And uh, I feel like my life is richer because of it. There you go. Thanks, man. Uh and uh, you guys will be at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, we're doing uh, a – People are listening to this before that. We are. We're doing a panel on mm. Thursday. We're having a, some kind of get-together for people who don't have badges on Saturday morning to a place to be decided. But mm -hmm. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be putting that out there very soon. And we also just announced a show at the Bell House in Brooklyn oh, in yeah. August. So Great. that's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. And nice. definitely I, I, the live shows you guys have done have been terrific. I'm sure this one will be no exception. Um, so yeah, Bell House in Brooklyn, San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, lots of stuff. Lots, lots of welding out there for mm -hmm. people who would like it. Um, 
Great. That's all. Uh, Lindsay Pavlis uh, on the boards today doing a fantastic job reminding me what URLs are which. <laughs> um, Brian Fernandez editing the program uh, from his temporary job in England. Uh, next week on the program or in the feed, I guess I should say, we're going to be uh, playing a live show we did from the downtown independent here in L.A. Uh, with my brother, my brother and me. Uh, we're going to be airing our segment, so um, Bim Bam will not be a part of it. Maybe you can hear Travis in the background, but uh, that's about it. Uh, but it's a very fun one, so I'm really excited to, to put that out there for you guys to hear it. Uh, Janet Varney will be our guest, and then after that, uh, Jesse will be here, and all will be as it usually is. Uh, that's all. Our music love you by the free design, courtesy of Light in the Attic Records. If you have a call, 206-984-4FUN, MaximumFun.org. We're in the forums. We're on Reddit. Go to the MaxFun Reddit and uh, show us a picture of Miss Piggy breaking Fozzie's <laughs> knees uh, misery style. <laughs> we'll see you next time on Jordan Jessica. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.